Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, family. Baby, you know we appreciate you, and it's time we got to know you even better. So... I got something very special just for you. A survey. Oh, yeah. We're trying to get to know all about you. Your interests, your hopes, your dreams, etc. Your answers will help us find advertisers that make sense for our listeners. That's you, baby girl. Or boy or non-binary person. Hell yeah, we inclusive in this bitch. It'll take five minutes and we'll love you forever. Check out the link to our survey in this episode's show notes like shallow how was just one of the most traumatic because i remember being like oh she's probably around my size okay <laughs> great and hell's friends are like how are you okay yeah. <laughs> like that Sophie. I'm April, and this is She's All Fat, the podcast for body positivity, radical self-love, and chill vibes only. This week, we'll discuss bisexual lighting, fat suits, and soul glow. April. Yep. What are you obsessed with this week? Unfortunately, I'm still obsessed with PYT. April. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, Victor's because- going <laughs> to skip this entire episode. No, the thing is, we're only recording this a few days after our last one, so like, I am still obsessed with it. Oh my but God. I, if you want to hear me talk about it, just go back to the last ep and just listen sing it to again. it. You know where I come from, Shawty. <laughs> <I'm> so sorry. <laughs> I want you to know that, of course, I'm in my car singing that over and over again every morning. Of course. Oh my God. That's what I'm doing. But anyway, okay, aside from that, it's taken me a full month. I said I, I said I wasn't gonna do this, but I think I'm finally ready to talk about. Call me by your name. And oh I said God. I wasn't gonna cry. <laughs> you guys, April becomes obsessed with things like for real obsessed. Um, the other night, I texted April like, "Are you awake?" And she just texted me this screenshot of "Call Me by Your Name" downloading from <laughs> iTunes. Because <laughs> you already know what this is. That um that that night was my fifteenth rewatch. I'm now on believe. my eighteenth rewatch, and you wish I was joking, oh but I am not. God. Um, it's just surprising to me that you're obsessed with a movie about two white men. Well, why would that surprise you? My favorite movie is the Lizzie McGuire movie. You don't. You're ideologically opposed to white men. Yeah, for not for for me. <laughs> they can be together. Oh my god. So um to catch y'all up. 
at some point, I was, like, having a real rough week at work, which is every week. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to fucking leave. I'm going to get a cheeseburger. I'm going to drive to the arc light. I'm going to take my shoes off. And I'm going to watch Call Me By Your Name. And so I, like, pull up, take my shoes off, open the cheeseburger. I already know what it is. I took my shoes off. I was like, it's over. Ten minutes in, I'm, like, literally open mouth crying. I'm crying. (laughs) Like, my parents are, like, dead. Like, I'm crying. And it's just the scene that got me. Y'all, spoilers, you gotta see it. It's time. It's on iTunes, downloaded, it's $14.99 HD. The scene that got me was, like, Elio and Oliver kiss, right? Then Oliver is, like, still contemplating, like, does he really want to do this? And Elio's, like, sitting around all over the house, like, waiting for him. And then he's, like, in that cave, it's, like, nighttime. He's asking Mafalda. He's, like, where's that? Where's Oliver? Where's Oliver? She's, like, I don't know where Oliver is. And he's just, like, sadly looking around, and it's, like, Suf John, and it's too much. And then I I literally was in the theater, like, I'm not exaggerating. I was, like, "Ah!" crying and then the worst part was i recognized my friend jack shout out to jackie sosa recognize my friend jackie in the same aisle as me i like look over she's also open mouth crying and i'm just like i can't do this like it's too much it's just so like i very rarely have that experience in a movie where i'm just like completely transported it's almost like yes i love elio and oliver but it really was more about like me like it takes me back to a place where i'm like okay now i'm like weeping and filled with grief and like it's too much so it just like really took me to a place and it's just like so artistically mesmerizing and so it's like such a perfect thing that i can't look away from it so i'm like gearing up for my ninth rewatch I'm so obsessed. I want Timothée to take the Oscar. He won't, but, but I really how want do you to. Watch the whole like it, it was. It's exhausting for me to watch. I know, but like, oh, I love it. Oh my god! <laughs> it's just. I think it's just a contrast because I'm just like so like just been stressed out about so much stuff that I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna like exit real life and enter like a world where my Northern only problem Italy is in the eighties. In the eighties, my only problem is like. Uh, sorry, Oliver, like, where are you tonight? Like, are you oh out? <laughs> like, what's up? Are you fucking a girl? Oh my god. What's up? I am obsessed with Call Me By Your Name. So anyway, what are you obsessed with? You played the song that I'm obsessed with. I'm obsessed with Janelle Monet, Make Me Feel. That's just the way you make me feel. The music video. I'm uh-huh. obsessed with the fact that it's like such a Prince riff. So good. Well, because he, he gave riff. it to her. So good. I'm obsessed with the entire video. I've watched it so many times. She literally validates my entire sexuality in the video. It's just about being bi. It's her and Tessa Thompson and some man who who's I don't... Man? is who's, We don't care we about don't him. We don't care. We're here for Tessa. She's just like, yeah, yeah, I like men, but also Tessa Thompson's <laughs> yeah. here. And like, it's just beautiful. Have you seen all the tweets that are like, bisexual lighting yeah i love it because literally (laughs) just blue and purple they went there it's beautiful like (sighs) her clear pants on her butt show me the butt just like janelle monet is so talented she can actually act she can actually dance and she can actually sing yep the visuals are iconic it's such a good song i just love it and you know that it's like very rare for me to be obsessed with music but that's true i just love it so good. I cannot wait for the rest of Dirty Computer. Oh, my God. Also, just, again, tying into Afrofuturism, Janelle Monae is, like, one of the people who taught me about yes. Afrofuturism. And once again, I'm obsessed with Afrofuturism. I think it's so cool. All right. Let's move on to some shout-outs. Okay. We've got some review shout-outs. You guys know the drill. We will be on New and Noteworthy someday. 
<gasps> someday. And um, your guys' comments and, and shout-outs are going to get us there. So we really appreciate you guys writing those comments, giving us a little review. I also think it really helps us get sponsors. So I super appreciate you guys doing that. So some shout outs to people who have given us a little review on Apple podcasts, a crush on life, smash the patriarchy, trivia freak, Ms. Rose with a Z, Brenna, mushy pasta, and Zoe. Thank you guys so much. (laughs) Thank you. Amazing. And now, shout outs to our Patreons. If you are not a Patreon at level $7 and above in our Facebook group, then what is you doing? Get on it. Well, unless you're just contributing to us with whatever you can afford, and we really appreciate that. That's very true. We're having fun in the Facebook group. We're having a lot of fun in there, you guys. Like, there's discussions about the episodes. There's people giving each other, like, clothing suggestions. There's people having full-on discussions about, like, articles and stuff. Everyone in there is so smart and so cool. I really feel like very privileged to be a part of that group. Come join us. Come join us there. So some some shout outs. Suzanne Fortunato, Andrea Terry, Mara Jarvis, Jessica Musselwhite, Rachel Chani, and Libby Weibel. Thank y'all so much. Thank you guys for being part of the family. We really, really appreciate you. You're the reasons we can literally do this. We love y'all. We cannot do it without you. We won't even try. Yeah. <laughs> um, and now let's move on to our correction slash news. Great. Corner? Segment, Corner. Section? Um, my first announcement is, so last week we did an episode about um, health and we went off. Sophie got to her highest octave. And I just want to say I appreciate so much all the people reaching out to us saying that they felt heard and that they were excited that we did that episode because we've been gearing up for that episode since we started Mm -hmm. and we knew that it would be divisive. So I want to say thank you to everybody who's been supportive for the people who are having a hard time with like the hard truths that we laid out. I get it. Reality's tough, but uh, please don't be an idiot. (laughs) When I say don't be an idiot, I mean, I mean, Sophie is very clear in the episode. If you're having a hard time struggling with what we've laid out, just go ahead and hit that replay and just give it another listen. But please, please do not be in my DMs asking me, well, I don't understand. If the research says that fat is bad, why wouldn't I say that fat is bad? Just hit that replay. We're, we're going to get there. I, I believe in y'all. Yeah. And definitely don't like waste your time. You know, you're wasting your time and you're wasting ours. We're not going to change our minds like you're not gonna i just don't understand the point of these like messages where it's like but have you considered <laughs> we, like, we thought it through i listen, promise we like made a podcast about it yeah <laughs> like, like i think gonna... we're pretty can you imagine if we do two seasons we're like oh remember when we used to say that like fat is like not <laughs> we're not gonna change our minds like please please yeah. please please so thank you so much to everyone who really took what we had to say to heart and yeah, you know, we're like, growing, we're learning. Totally hear you if you are having trouble letting go of some of those harmful, reductive thoughts about yourself or about others. But, you know, we're here for you. Or you can just, there's plenty of podcasts that you can listen to to make fun of fat people and tell them to lose weight fatty. So, for like, sure. go listen to one of those. Thank you. Um, I also wanted to read a little email we got from one of the doctors who emailed um and i really appreciated this update so i just wanted to say it so this is one of the doctors who we read in the like big chunk of doctor emails um thank you to all those doctors again for writing in we really appreciate you guys 
So here's a quote. I listened to the health episode you put out yesterday. Difficult, 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 for sure. (laughs) Difficult, but good to be confronted on unseen biases, trying to stay engaged and trying to continue to pursue my own biases, prejudices, and ingrained intolerance with regards to marginalized people and bodies, both in clinical practice and research. And I just want to say, like, I really appreciate that as a response. I think it's like pretty much the best any of us can do when we're confronted like this person emailed us to try to get some feedback like working through some of these things they listened to the episode realized like we were like a little mad and then they were like thank you for helping me work through this i've had so many conversations especially recently with people who just like don't want to hear anything about like how they might be being harmful or even how they might like need to think through things a little bit more or even just like just like hard conversations. And this approach is like the right one. Yes. <laughs> Which is like, oh, thanks for that. And like, I'm doing my work too. I'm like, great. I feel so good about that. It makes me feel like we're making a difference. It makes me feel like you are listening to what we're saying and you're recognizing that you have a different perspective or a different bias and you're like trying to sit with it. And like, that's all I could ever ask. And I so appreciate that. And I understand that that's hard. Yeah. Like when I read that, I'm like, okay, wow, that person's really trying. They're really working. Cause I get that the natural impulse is to be like, no, they told me. Yeah. Uh, They told me like the same as when you find out tooth fairy is not really like, but she's my mother said, (laughs) why would she lie to me? But, uh, yeah, I'm really proud of that person for doing that good work. And I hope people follow suit. And what a mature response too. Like, it's not often that I get chastened and I'm like, Thank you for telling me. Yeah. That's so cool. Totally. Also, this person also said um, that one of their colleagues is working almost exclusively on research about HS, which was really cool for me to hear. So I'm super excited about that. Yeah, that was a really cool response. Um, We'd love to hear from the rest of you who we talked about on the show. And I hope that it was a helpful episode. Also, I think it's interesting that a lot of the pushback we get on episodes like this tends to come from women who identify as having lost a bunch of weight recently. A lot of our more vicious emails have come from women who want to note that they've lost weight recently. And I just think that that's really like indicative of how self-hating diet culture is and how Like the feeling I get from that is like, oh, these women want to feel like they've beat the system. They want to feel like they've found the cure. They want to feel like they're never going back. They want to feel like they're better than they were before and now they're better than us. And they want to feel like, you know, they were dumb before and now that they've figured it out and like it's it's perfect and whatever. Yeah. Clearly they get something from, because we get emails in our inbox where it's like, I used to be like you, a fatty on the couch, not doing anything. I've lost 120 pounds and kept it off. Mm -hmm. And because of calorie in and out. And it's just like, I just feel like, you know, this is a guess, but I feel like if you really did feel totally comfortable in your new body and you felt really, you know, self-assured or whatever, you probably wouldn't be listening to She's All Fat (laughs) podcast and then emailing us that we're reductive fatties it's more so but when i read letters like that i'm i mostly just feel like bad for you (laughs) yeah because you're being really transparent it's sad and any like literally all of the assumptions that you've made are wrong i'm just like and and also like i think you know that yeah you listen to two seasons of the podcast (laughs) i think you know i mean like thanks for listening but like (laughs) what are you doing (laughs) you you know if you would rather 
be talking about that, go listen to like one of the thousands of podcasts about losing weight, you know? Go listen to Skinny Bitch Pod. Yeah, whatever. Like, there's whatever. Like, yeah, I'm sure there's Get like 20 of those. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Sorry, girl. Anyways, just like really appreciative of our family and excited to be pushing forward on this dialogue. Thank Love you, you guys. for sticking with us when we had a not chill episode. Yeah, about sorry. Very, no, not sorry at all for something very, very, very important. Mm-hmm. And we're ready to do this. Yeah. So the reason I said sorry is just because like usually we're so chill. So our friend Danny, who used to be at Choose Life Warrior and now she's at I am Danny Adriana on Instagram. She always does these really cute videos of herself listening to us and like we appreciate them so much. I love them every it's week. It's so sweet. It's literally one of the ways that I'm like, okay, good. The up went up and it's good because <laughs> Danny's listening to it. Oh my gosh. And this week she was like, Liz, I'm listening. And I was like, I hope you like it. Because my thought was like, Danny always talks about how chill it is. And we were not chill this we're week. screaming. Yeah, I was so mad. But we had to. We had to. So, <laughs> and so I was like, Danny, I hope you like it. And she was like, unless I've had a personality change, I will. <laughs> yeah, I She's so cute. She's the best. Go Thank follow you all. Danny. Yeah, that, that's a great follow. Thank yeah. you all for sticking with us. Yeah. Um, we should really get to the meat of it, don't you think? Let's do it. <laughs> of it. So this week on The Mean of It, I'm excited to do this episode that I've been threatening to do for a while now. Um, Every week, you guys, April's like, what about this one? I was like, can we do this instead? (laughs) Why do, okay, just tell me while we're on the air why you did want to do this one. I just, it's very depressing to me. Well, okay, yes, it is depressing, (laughs) but we're going to explore it. And also, I have a theory. I trust you. That is unfounded. Okay. That I think this might be going away soon. Okay, cool. Maybe I'm seeing less of it. I trust you. I trust you. Um, Yeah, when I thought, you know, of things we would want to do for this podcast, this topic is one of the first things that came to mind, which is fat suits. (laughs) Like, my question is like, why? <laughs> like, why are there fat suits? So I just want to explore fat suits. I want to think of some examples that first pop into my head when I think of, like, okay, prominent moments where I saw a fat suit being used in media, media and I was like, what? Yeah. Um, And kind of just, like, unpack it a little bit. Because we've all, you know, we've all seen a fat suit. I think fat suits are one of those things where... You get used to seeing it in the media, so you might not even really think about it. Like, kind of how we're talking about there's always, like, fat-phobic jokes yeah. that people, like, don't really, they miss because they're yes. used to it. So I think people are, like, used to seeing fat suits, but I just want to, like, remind y'all that, like, that shit's not okay. Or, like, in, when you mentioned that the guy wears a fat suit in This Is Us, oh, we yeah. got a couple tweets that were like, what? I was oh, like, we're, sorry. We're going we're gonna to get to that later in this sorry. episode. <laughs> Strap in. <laughs> So let's let's talk fat suits. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the first example I think of obviously is when Tyra Banks put on a fat suit in 2005. Right. Iconic. <laughs> Couldn't find a clip of it online. Don't know why. Really? Yeah. How Mar- she scrubbed? Maybe the web. she scrubbed it. Maria, let me know if you can find a clip. I couldn't find it on YouTube. Meanwhile, she wants the clip everywhere. That's her going. Kiss my like, fat ass. And she <laughs> slaps it. In her like little dimple like ripples. She's like in a the, thirteen. She's like girl, chill. Like please. Yeah. So Tyra Banks, if y'all don't remember, had a talk show on the CW in oh the God. early thousands. I remember member obviously um and one of the episodes was like the body episode where it's like i want to know what it's like to not be the hottest woman alive (laughs) 
<laughs> like literally. <laughs> so she's like, so I'm gonna put on a fat suit, and like the, the I remember her being like, oh, the fat suit is gonna be you know a woman who's 350 pounds that I'm gonna explore the other side or whatever. So here's a quote I found from that episode from 2005. I started walking down the street, and within 10 seconds, a trio of people looked at me and snickered, looked me right in my eye, and started pointing and laughing in my face, and I had no idea it was that blatant. <laughs> The episode was Tyra, like, crying because nobody thought she was hot for five seconds. And then she took it off. She was like, oh, thank God. There's a scene of her, like, ripping off the neck fat. She's like, oh, never again, never again. I remember, I mean, at the time I was, like, very also fat negative. But Mm -hmm. I remember watching it and just being, I kind of just watched it very confused. Like, I was like, you needed a suit to (laughs) learn that? Why? Like, why did you got to experiment with that? It kind of reminded me of the, like, like, there's similar to me videos of white people get, getting put in, like, blackface, essentially, oh, yeah. and walking mm-hmm. around being like, somebody follow me around in a store. <laughs> yeah, they have the yeah. moment of being like, I feel, jeez. It's like, I feel lo- treated lesser. And it's like, yeah, didn't you listen? <laughs> no. <laughs> Clearly not. Yeah, Clearly I don't know. Not. It was really funny to have Tyra just be like... I'm so glad I can go back to my normal beauty. I'm Beautiful. like, you're a supermodel. And like genuinely was crying <laughs> yeah. that she was not hot for five seconds. Oh okay, God. weirdly though, I remember watching that because I must have been in like junior high school when that came out and thinking, my first thought was, oh, see, now she'll get it. And oh, then really? my second thought was like, what? <laughs> like my first thought was like, I guess I'm just, was at the time was like so used to being ignored for my body that I'm mm. like, okay, now maybe like you'll, You'll be forced or to be understand more it. Be or more something. empathetic, like by force, because you'll go through it. So, like, mm-hmm. my first thought wasn't immediately like no, but then once I watched it, and her just like going on and on about how she's like these rules. Oh god! Like I was like, oh jeez. I mean, I didn't like it. <laughs> the idea of trying on someone else's body is just offensive to me. It's very odd. It, I mean, it's a very like self-centered way to look at the world. Is like the only way I can know is if it's done to right. me. Like, so there's this tire incident for like the social experiment use of the fat suit, and I also think about this video that went viral a couple years ago you remember this too it was like this blonde girl they put her in this fat suit and they were like we're gonna have her thin pictures on her tinder profile set up these dates and then have her show up fat and then obviously all these dudes are gonna say abusive shit to her Mm -hmm. because men are trash what's up player a recent study has shown that the number one fear for women dating online is that they're gonna meet a serial killer the number one fear for men that the woman they meet is going to be fat so today, we're gonna test that theory. You look a little different than, uh, than your picture. How old is your picture on your uh, Tinder? You look quite different. I don't mean to be rude, but in your photos, you're a lot skinnier. You look kind of more voluptuous. That is a horrible thing to do to someone. So I found um, an article from Cosmopolitan where they had a fat writer, like, watch the clip, be horrified, and then write about it. And this is what she had to say, which resonated with me a little bit. If someone asks you to put on a fat suit as an experiment, don't do it. My body is not a joke, and when you act like it is, you're a terrible, shitty, garbage person who is actively participating in the objectification of women. When you present yourself as a caricature of a fat woman, you don't bring yourself or any non-fat people any closer to understanding another woman's life, and you perpetuate plenty of gross gross myths and half-truths about what it's like to be fat. Yeah. Which I... 
agree. I feel like that sums it up. I mean, I also feel like that experiment was fucked up in a lot of ways. I do think it's fucked up to have somebody swipe on someone and then have someone totally different show up just totally. to provoke this. I wouldn't want someone to show up to a date expecting a thin woman because I'm not a thin woman. No. I, and if they did, like... Obviously, it wouldn't be okay for them to be like, fuck you, you're fat and that's bad. Mm -hmm. But if they were like, you look really different from your pictures, like I wasn't expecting that. That would be fair to me. Yeah. But I wonder for this specific like study, I guess, was what they're trying to do or social experiment. Why is the fat suit necessary exactly versus... I think it really, honestly, I think everything with fat suits has to do with like, number one, it's okay to laugh at because it's not a real person. Mm. And number two, it's okay to talk about because it's not an actual fat person who we should blame for things. So because this is a thin woman in a fat suit, we can feel bad for the responses that she got because she's not actually fat. So what is this forbidden fruit then about fatness that it's like, I want to poke I want to make fun of it, but I know if it's attached to a person, it's wrong. I mean, I saw somebody tweet the other day about, like, you know, um, slime videos. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They were like, I think people's obsession with slime is just, like, wishing that they could, like, touch fat bodies. Whoa. And I was like, mm. <gasps> I never thought that. Yeah. So Do you I, think? It could be. You know what I mean? Like, it could be, like. Just eat a fat person. It's <laughs> not a big saying. deal. It's not a big deal. I'm just saying. I think it is a, like, very complex relationship with, like, oh, what it what would it be to be attracted but like I'm not but like I am but like I'm not so like this is a one scenario where you're like oh it's, it's, it's okay it's it's yeah it's allowed yeah. it's weird it's like the west world yeah <laughs> it's weird bodies very odd okay other notable examples of fat suits Regina George and Mean Girls yeah. and she gets fattened by <laughs> Katie Aaron Mean Girls <laughs> is one of those things where it's just like I just want to enjoy it I don't want to look too closely because yeah, yeah, every yeah, time yeah, I yeah. look closely I see something I don't like and I mean the whole plot line is she just like fattens her for revenge yeah <laughs> like, I forgot the that. longer you think about it um so we'll put a clip from that here where Actually, she's like is butter a carb? carb yes Gina you're wearing sweatpants it's Monday so so that's against the rules, and you can't sit with us. Whatever. Those rules aren't real. They were real that day I wore a vest. Because that vest was disgusting. You can't sit with us! I did feel, I remember watching it and feeling like, now a thin girl knows what it feels like to gain weight when it's not in your control. See, I feel a like I bit. felt that way too. Yeah, it, it's this weird thing of like, desiring empathy. I mean, everybody wants to be understood. Yeah. When this came out, I was also in junior high and I was like, see? Mm-hmm. But then it's also like, wait, that's like fucked up that they're yeah. like using fat as punishment. Right. It's but she also odd. doesn't learn her lesson from it. She, she just like immediately drops weight or whatever. But like... Also, yeah, I remember watching it and being like, yeah, see? Yeah, it's a complicated one. Does she wear a fat suit in that, though? And just in that scene, they have her put on, like, a little a little thing. Okay, so, and then, of course, our, like, one of our most notable fat suit Shallow moments Hal. is Shallow Hal. So I found this very problematic <laughs> Vulture article where they evaluate, like, top 10 fat suit moments and then like what the fat suit was made of and then like a quote from the person who wore the fat suit and then like evaluating how fat the person would be if they were a person like very weird so anyway from that article there is a quote from gwen about how she felt in the shallow how fat suit 
I felt no sexual energy from men. When I come to set with a suit on and feel none of that, it is palpable. Basically, if you haven't seen Shallow Hal, congratulations. <laughs> the premise is, like, Shallow Hal gets um, a spell put on him. Jack Black gets a spell put on him so that he sees women for who they are on the inside. So when he looks at Gwyneth Paltrow, he sees... Idea. It's so problematic. When he sees yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow, he sees Gwyneth Paltrow, but in reality, she's like a fat very cute blonde woman yeah so in the movie some scenes when you see her face it's gwyneth paltrow wearing a fat suit but when you see her full body it's a fat actress wearing a or being herself so this is from that article as well gwyneth had foam latex on her face and neck with padding all around her body she wore fat pants a fat shirt and fat arms all made of pillowy fabrics when needed latex fat gloves were also used given the highly unrealistic Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The appearance of the bear suit, though, the Farrelly brothers brought in a body double for shots of her arms and legs. So my only thought is, what is it like for that body double? Yeah. That's horrible. Yeah. Is she okay? <laughs> Tell her to DM us. Jeez. I know this was like 20 years ago. That's horrible. And think about how many, I mean, obviously, we all know how movies get made. A lot of people had to be like, okay, let's put it in the budget. We got to hire a fat actress. Every joke's going to be about how she's disgusting and it's ridiculous that somebody would touch her and love her. Let's, you know, get, she got to get hair and makeup so that she looks Jeez. like glistening. Like, yeah. it's so many steps. And it's so dehumanizing. And that movie did great at the box office. A lot of people saw Shallow Hell. I saw Shallow Hell in theaters. And I was like, what's going on? Yeah. I was like, this is horrifying. And I know a lot of people thought that it was like, inside every fat woman is a beautiful thin woman. So Ugh. you should love her in any way is like the kind of thing. And that is such like a haunting sentiment. And it's so, like, I feel like I see the image yeah. in like Self Magazine or something where it's like the fat woman outline. and thin inside. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, why are we doing this? I know. Well, it's just such <laughs> a horrible. Like, it's that image exactly that I feel like when I think about times that I just didn't feel embodied in myself. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I was living. I didn't feel like I was living. Yeah. So you're like, maybe the real me is somewhere yeah. under there. Yeah. It's like weird that we're being encouraged to think of ourselves in such segmented ways, and which in reality, it's like, if you lose weight, you're still you. And yeah. if you're fat, you're still you. Yeah. There's not another you. Like, Shallow Hal was just one of the most traumatic because I remember being like, oh, she's probably around my size. Okay. <laughs> Great. And Hal's friends are like, Hal, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> like, that. 
the thing I remember the most is just the visual of them having sex for the first yep. time. Mm-hmm. She takes off her underwear and throws it at him. Huge. He's delighted to see her naked because he doesn't see her. Yeah. And that scene really affected my views on how I would be treated sexually. Absolutely. Because I was like... She throws her underwear at him. She t- she takes it off as Gwyneth Paltrow, then Gwyneth Paltrow. Mm-hmm. She throws it at him, and it's, like, comically huge. huge. Yeah. It's like Like he, an elephant's underwear. And he looks at it, and he's like, what? Because <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, the movie's weird. The rules are weird. So he sees the real size of the underwear. But, but he's not like, on it doesn't, her he's like, It doesn't like, make it sense. It doesn't make sense. But, like, I, re- I thought about, I honestly thought about that scene, not even in a subconscious way, yeah. when I started dating again, just being like, oh, boy. People are going to be seeing the real me. What is that like? Because I've never seen a sex scene where somebody is, like, wanting an actual fat woman when they're seeing one. You know, except for, like, fetishizing stuff, which is, like, not what I want. No. It's just it's just very awful because it's like you can tell that that decision was just made purely as a visual gag. Yeah. When in reality, it's like okay, media exists in the world. You will see that that will affect the way that you anticipate your dating life, and it and you know could what? be real. You're lucky to catch my three X underwear. Yeah, that's the reality. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, you're welcome. Yeah. Um, and of course, <laughs> I want to acknowledge the intersections when it comes to fat suits because there's always intersections when it comes to anything in the media. Something that haunted me throughout my childhood <laughs> is a. Uh, the clumps so it's eddie murphy playing every member of his family except for like the small child in fat suits different genders different ages it's wild um so this scene like this movie haunted me this specific scene that we'll put a clip of here you know sherman i think i do remember hearing something on tv about colon cleansing they say everyone should have one i'm thinking about getting me appointment and go down and get my colon cleansed thoroughly you want your colon clean fine i'm gonna clean mine this movie haunted my childhood i think when it comes to like black actors donning fat suits it's kind of feeding into like multiple different stereotypes so specifically with the clumps it's like oh you know they're fat his family they're fat because they're like dumb and don't know any better they're fat because they're like poor and they're like eating this garbage food or whatever it's like them with the mom characters it's like oh she's a like a mammy type and so of course she has to be in a fat suit it's like justified for all these reasons that are all just like these really harmful stereotypes yeah. all together and like a bad problematic pie <laughs> and it's just so pervasive like i said like there's several clumps movies there's a movie norbit the only movie i've ever walked out of in theaters that's also all black people in fat suits um (laughs) and of course there's a whole medea franchise tyler perry wears a fat suit i've never watched any of these movies congratulations i've seen so i mean i haven't seen a lot of medea movies but i've seen like four this is another one of those things where for no discernible reason i could really tell you Mm -hmm. it felt like it would have been racist of me to go watch them (laughs) (laughs) well i mean the thing is within like the black filmmaking community there's a ton of discourse about tyler perry and about medea and about like what is he saying about the black community by making these movies and so like let me read you a little clip about tyler getting interrogated about his use of fat suits with the medea character okay let me tell you what took me aback about that when people are like how dare you put fat black people on television these are caricatures these are stereotypes i was so offended because my aunt's fat my mother's fat my cousins are fat people are like how dare you these harken back to my mammy amos and andy i would hear all those things and i would go hmm 
Later in the article, he says, um, he's talking about Spike Lee having beef with him, of course. He says, um, the article says, in a 2009 interview with Black Enterprise, Lee called Perry's television shows Meet the Browns and House of Pain as coonery and buffoonery. Both of those shows have fat suits in them. Perry responded to Lee's comments in a 2011 interview with the Wall Street Journal by stating, Spike Lee can go straight to hell. Spike Lee needs to shut the hell up. My God. So they have mad beef about this. Jeez. And it's, it's complicated because part of it is respectability politics like part of it is like leveled at spike lee oh yeah totally but it's kind of spike lee's kind of like when i do it it's fine (laughs) like when i like put our shit on full display it's fine but the argument against medea is always like we look bad in front of white people essentially really the thought yeah it's kind of like white people are gonna see this and they're gonna think we're like this because medea yeah medea's like basically a bunch of different stereotypes all put in one, but he's saying, oh, well, it's fine because it's familiar to me, when in reality it's like, that might be the case, but it's also going to be harmful. And he really holds on to it. Like, there's another Medea movie coming out this summer. The Halloween Medea movie just came out. They do great. People love them. He's going to keep making them. He's Jeez. a kajillionaire off these. But yeah, it's interesting because whenever I see, like, a black character in fat suit, it's like, oh, this hurts in a bunch of different ways. <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't like it. Honorary mention, though, John Travolta and Hairspray, that was a sexy fat suit. <laughs> Have you seen oh, yeah. the movie version? For sure. I'll give you that one. That was a good fat well, suit. Well, I like that one because even, <laughs> Hairspray's problematic in itself, but, yeah. like, I love it. And I love Hairspray. You know? And I thought he looked really good in that. Just saying. Dang. So, yeah, we've covered this a little bit, but basically, like, what are our through lines here for, like, what fat suits tend to represent and all these different types of media? You did a good job listing them here. Okay, so I'll read you the list I wrote before we got in here. <laughs> I wrote matronly. Wrote, this is a good out- paper outline. <laughs> Thank you. I wrote matronly, out of control, unlovable, and not human. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the, the things I'm seeing in all of these different examples, which is... um sad it's like butt of the joke or like a lesson for real people how can allies witness our experiences without having to literally experience them like how can we still have the same effect of tyra being like wow i didn't realize you were so blatantly being treated like that on the street without her having to like put on the fake shit on her neck or whatever (laughs) i don't know because what would you do is still going strong I think I just have the same tip that we gave in the fat friend video or video, the fat friend episode, Mm -hmm. which is just to be a witness for your friends without having to be like, really? That happened? Like, I think all of this comes from a genuine, almost like disbelief, like almost like people hear the stories of fat people and they're like, you're exaggerating. Yeah. Like if that, that kind of seems like the undercurrent. Okay. The final question. If, if it does come out 2019 rebel Wilson and a thin person in a fat suit to play her twin, if the <laughs> movie comes out, what can we do? I would think the push would be like, I'm fat. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. I hope. It'd be like, okay, this is what you think my experiences are like here's what it really is but like if that happened it'd be such a nightmare like listen if you have that idea and you work at a studio don't do you it. don't want these tweets yeah. it's just i hope we're moving in a place where it's like also just for comedy's co- sake like do better yeah. be more creative don't punch it down let's not well there's not just there's just not that many jokes because we, we already made like shallow house two hours long it, they did it they, they did all they of covered it. it okay do you want to wrap it up yeah so that's the meat of it for this week we've solved fat suits you're welcome. welcome. 
This episode is sponsored by Undersummers, a company founded by Carrie Ray. Undersummers are soft and comfy shortlet slip shorts that come in sizes small to 4X. They're uniquely designed to stay put when walking without being constricting, and their fabrics are soft, lightweight, and perfect to wear with a dress. As someone who suffers from HS and chub rub, it's hard for me to find a good solution for chafing, and Undersummers is that solution for me. I love that they are fun, comfy, and not shapewear. There are lots of styles of shortlet slip shorts from simple to ones that have fun lace edging on them and they're made to be seen so go ahead and let them show i have them in a bunch of colors and i love them undersummers wants you to love your shortlets too so they offer free returns and exchanges until you find a style and size you love saf listeners can get 20 percent off until march 31st with code saf at undersummers.com check them out on instagram for outfit inspiration at undersummers and now it's time to ask a fatty. If you want advice, you can send a voice memo of yourself asking a question to fyi at shesellfatpod.com. But I won't be mad at you if you don't. You don't have <laughs> to apologize. Lying. But I do want that voice. You can record it on your computer or the voice memo app on your iPhone. Just keep it short, about one minute max. Or if you're shy, you can send us a plain old email at fyi at shesellfatpod.com and we might answer your question right here on the show. This week on Ask a Fatty, we have a very special letter from Hannah. Dear Sophie and April, thank you for this podcast. Thank you for being super dream babes and thank you for your chill vibes. You are music to my incredibly anxious ears. Same girl. Same. I'm writing to ask you for advice. This morning I found out I have type 2 diabetes and while I'm so beyond grateful that my doctor has been so warm and really mindful with me, I'm afraid of my own inner voice and the voice of my family. I live with my partner who was the greatest cheerleader a gal could ever hope for. I've told him and my dad who I knew would be supportive and warm. He was diagnosed in the same way a few years back and managed a diabetic diabetes with dot 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 diet and exercise. Now I've been working on my self-love for many years. I've been trying to erase or in the very least minimize the internal toxic diet culture that pervaded my every thought since I was a kid. My mom had me on Weight Watchers from a young age and self-hatred for the women in my family is kind of devastatingly the norm. I've been working to empower my mom, aunties, cousin, sister, and nieces to know that it's okay to love themselves and it's okay for other people to love themselves too. I'm scared to tell anyone else about this diagnosis. I'm scared of being monitored for what I eat. I'm scared of monitoring myself. I'm scared everything I've worked so hard to correct will be undone. I apologize. This is all over the place. It's not. I just got home a few hours, a couple of hours ago. I'm not sure what advice I'm asking for. Yes, you are. How do I work to control my diabetes while remaining totally self-loving? How can I live my best life with this diagnosis? Thank you for being my shining light. Oh my goodness. Love, Hannah. 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 We love you. We love you. Hannah, I just really wanted to answer this question because um, even though there's no voice memo, and so April was mad about it, <laughs> um, I have been exactly where you are. I mean, I've not been exactly where you are because I don't call my mom mom and also I don't have diabetes, but I had a lot of the same fears and feelings and thoughts when I was first like deciding to figure out what was going on with my like GI issues. I went to a GI doctor. So was like, my stomach just hurt all the time and I had a lot of acid reflux and just like felt really shitty all the time. And the doctor was basically like, you have SIBO and IBS and like, I recommend the keto diet to lose weight. And I was like, I have to measure my pee sticks, yeah. stop, Ugh. shit, I'm not doing that. So I was like, okay, I got to figure out how to manage this through healthy eating, through a way, meaning, meaning eating in a way that's healthy for my body specifically. I was also very, very, very afraid of losing the, you know, body positivity that I'd worked so hard 
to keep track of. And I did what I told the one of the writers who also talked about having diabetes in our doctor episode, um, found a nutritionist who worked with me, which I would also highly recommend for you finding someone to help you with this, because this is really, really, really hard and not something that you should have to work on on your own. This is not going to be out by next week, but I talked about this on my upcoming episode of the Food Psych podcast. So I'll drop a link in our show notes and talk about that when that's out. But I like talked about this exact thing of just like, it's really scary when you have spent so much time like working to overcome diet thoughts and dieting and then you're being told you have to diet. I just think like it's really important to make a distinction between dieting, meaning like trying to cut calories in order to lose weight, and a diet, meaning a way of eating in a certain way. It was very hard for me. Like I'm not going to lie and tell you like it's not hard. It's hard, but it is very possible to figure out how to eat in a way that's right for your body that's different from the way you eat now. I found when I was forced into this, which you're also being forced into this by your body, um, I was capable of paying more attention in a way I didn't think that I was. I was capable of saying, okay, I'm not going to be looking at this for calories. I'm going to be looking at this, like in your case, it'll be what for like sugar level, right? Mm -hmm. Like blood sugar stuff, like things that'll affect your insulin, things that'll make it spike or get too low or whatever. You'll be looking at it for these like more scientific things, these things that are specifically about your body and what your body needs. And it's not for the purpose of losing weight. And it did feel very different for me. And it gave me a lot more power and feeling of strength that I could do that. All I have to add is just that if people are listening to our health episode and looking for examples of like, how could diet culture be harmful? Yeah. Like it's literally this where you get trained your whole life on how to restrict and be on a diet. And then when you need to change the way you eat for your body, it triggers you and you can't take care of yourself. Because diets don't work doesn't mean like... Never bother changing the way you eat. Nothing fucking matters. No, it just means forcing yourself to eat 900 calories a day it's or whatever. It's bad for you. And then when you yeah. have to be like, I mean, obviously I don't have diabetes, but I go through this too where I'm like, okay, eating a bunch of cheese is going to make me shit. I'm obviously <laughs> allergic to this, but I love it. And yeah. not eating cheese makes me feel like I'm on a diet. So I'm going to eat cheese, but my yeah. ass is on fire. Stop. <laughs> just kind of like restricting ruins your life in yeah. so many different ways it so, so this does. is an easy way to point to it it's like this person is trying to learn how to take care of themselves and it's hard it's just like imperative that you find some kind of health professional who will help you manage this i'm sure if you google like i'll i'll do this i will do this and we'll put some of the show notes but i'm sure that if you google fat like fat nutritionist plus diabetes like you're, you'll get someone who is yeah. like, I help people manage diabetes in a body positive way. Mm-hmm. You can exercise and eat in a more healthful way, you know, quote unquote, more healthful, like whatever that means for your specific body. And you can, it does not have to be about weight. It does not have to be about losing weight at all. Like just keep working and we believe in you and uh, we're here for you. Thanks, Hannah. Thank you, Hannah. Now let's move on to It's Okay, You Can Ask, a segment that I would once again like to remind you was created and conceived of by April. We'll find out the answers to our burning questions like, oh, so we're drinking charcoal now? (laughs) Or what exactly is the goal of a twist out? (laughs) 
<laughs> Again, these are pulled from real life experiences. Um, so, Soph, this week I am doing something you told me to do, yeah. which is I'm running out of white people questions. If anybody has some, please DM me. Um, and so Sophie said, well, since you're running out of questions, oh my God. <laughs> you should make a list of things that you don't think I would know and then see if I know them. And yeah. I'm like, done and done. <laughs> so I made a list of five things and they're okay. not, some of them are people, some of them are just objects, some of them are quotes Okay. that feel <laughs> Is black this fun for to you? me. This was so fun. <laughs> that feel black to me. Like when I think black culture, these are the, like one of the first five things okay. that came to mind. Okay. Okay, number one. Ayanla Van Zant. Ayanla Van Zant is Oprah's like weird woman what? she was in a big fight with. What? I'm gonna Oprah stand. Oh my god. Wait, what? She's like that woman who Oprah was in a huge fight with, and then like a couple years ago they had that like big coming together, and it seemed pretty fake to me, but now she's like back on her channels. Wait, what were they fighting about? I don't remember. Should we Google? Let's, we're gonna take a I'm brief right, break right? and Google. That's I'm, who she yeah, is. Yeah, she's a friend of Oprah's. I can't <sighs> believe you have it. Okay. I know everything about Oprah. Dang, I know I totally forgot the Oprah loophole. Shit. I love Oprah. Oprah. Shit. Because <laughs> God has told me that the time oh, is now. Oh, Lord, just scratch my eye out with a plastic fork. No. I would not say that to you, no, Oprah Winfrey. But, but what does anointed time and not appointed time it mean? It didn't mean in that moment. It just meant... Does that mean you said, I have I fasted. don't know what it meant. I was crazy. I needed a pill or something. <laughs> I don't know what it meant, Oprah Winfrey. I was not telling you. But I almost like a life coach, life right? Life coach, yeah. And Oprah, she's one of the ones who Oprah's always like, I see her light, and she brings out the truth. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, that kind of stuff. Okay, well, do you know the eye on the quote? You, you let, let a penis, penis penetrate, penetrate your, your friendship. friendship. No. <laughs> penis! <laughs> oh, my God. She's Believe really fucking that. funny. Okay, so you got number one. Yay. Congrats. I'm shocked. Okay, number two. B2K. It's not, it's not a weird version of Boys to Men? Maybe. B. Okay. Is it something about Beyonce? No. Beyonce to Knowles? <laughs> All right, so you're out of questions. Okay. <laughs> so B2K is a boy group from the early thousands okay. that was kind of like... That's... Okay, it feels familiar. Yeah, familiar. Okay, so they had a song like... Is Omarion associated Omarion with Omarion was in B2K. Hell yeah. You okay. were close. Wait, so how do you know who Omarion is? I... Only because... Well, I know like his singles... Like Icebox? Yeah. You know Icebox? I don't know the words to it, but I would, like, know it. <laughs> okay. I read an article a while ago when... Um, she knows Omaria from an article. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, know about, I know B2K, because I definitely didn't know them when they were on. Okay. But I knew Omarion. Somebody was, like, complaining about how they weren't getting, like, a reunion tour when NSYNC and Backstreet Boys were doing a reunion tour. Oh, yeah, this tour. is recent. This is from Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. Yes. They were, like, they were getting one, and then I saw someone be like, what about B2K? And I think I did the same thing where I was like, the, the murderer? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh. Oh, my goodness. But I think I've seen, I think I know of them because I watched clips of them as a like now doing their songs <laughs> and you were like what i like a reunion show i see and they're pretty good their hit their number one hit is bump 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 yeah baby turn around and let me see i know this song fancy body go bump, 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 bump. okay i got this uh, one all right you're doing great okay so number three soul glow is this a brand yes okay but there's a, there's a twist but but i don't know what this is but i'm gonna try to guess what it is okay is it a, like a movie brand? Is it a fake brand in a movie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It sounds like something that they would have made when Beyonce was in the one 
um, the one Austin Powers movie, something they would have made her character talk about. Oh, no, this is like 20 years before. Okay. But interesting. Okay, so I'm going to have you, I just put it in, click that link. You're going to find out what Soul Glow is. Sexy? Easy as one, two, three. Just let your soul glow. Just let it shine through. Just let your soul Okay, I remember yeah. this because I have seen Coming to America. You have. Good. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was one of the movies where it's, like, every Saturday for, like, six years. Really? We would watch. Because I think the most ridiculous part about Coming to America is, like, it seems over the top, but my parents were like, no, when we first got here, that's how we were acting. <laughs> <laughs> that's literally how that's we were really acting. That's really funny. So Glow is just, like... I watched <laughs> Coming to America when I was, like, young, mm-hmm. and I don't remember it. And then Victor and I rewatched it, like, fairly recently. Victor loves it. I love it. And I remember being, like, very taken aback by the, like, African dance scenes. Mm-hmm. Just because I was like, is this allowed? <laughs> is this real? Allowed? Well, just, like, it wasn't clear to me if that was, like, people making fun of Africa. Well, yeah. Lo- lovingly. Yeah. Well, I remember this being in the movie, and I remember feeling like I wasn't getting a joke. <laughs> it's just Yeah, just a reference to, like, if you watch 70s hair commercials and 80s and also 90s, it's just so over the top. It's, like, <laughs> dripping, <laughs> glistening froze. I asked Victor, I think, to explain it, and he was like, you know, it's a thing that's, like, brothers and sisters. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> that's great. Like, what are you talking about? Damn, damn, damn. Okay, you're doing great. Okay. Number four, Kaya. Is this K-A-I-Y-A? It's K-H-I-A. K-H-I-A. Oh. Okay, she's a singer. Debatable. Okay. Does she someone does she have someone's baby? <laughs> this is who Kaya is. Okay. My neck, my back, lick my pussy, and my crack. Okay. (laughs) That's who that is. No, I definitely thought it was Kia. (laughs) But you do know my neck, my back. Yes. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. White girls love singing that to be, like, cool. Like, sexy. That's not sexy. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, number five. Wait, did she do anything else? No. That's it? (laughs) That's it. That's all she ever did? That's it. Is she okay? No. (laughs) She, like, performs at children's birthday parties now. Dang. Doing (laughs) that? Poor Kaya. Literally doing that. Um, okay, number five. It's a quote. Okay. Tell me if you know where the quote is from. Okay, okay. Gorgeous gowns, beautiful gowns. Gorgeous gowns, beautiful gowns. Gowns. It's okay. Here's here's the hint. It's a person who's black talking about a person who is white, and they're both famous. Okay, so what I'm getting from that is that is like a I don't know her comment. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're talking about Taylor Swift. You did it. Okay, so who oh would be talking God. about Taylor Swift? Is it Whitney? Oh no, R.I.P. She. I feel like she would have said this. Though. Okay, great, uh, great gowns, beautiful gowns. The interview they asked Aretha Franklin her opinion on a bunch of different singers and all the other singers. She's like, love her talent, great range. They get to Taylor Swift, and she's like, great gowns, beautiful Incredible. gowns. Incredible. <laughs> Wait, that's amazing. The whole interview was like 12 minutes of her just being like, this singer, this singer, this singer. Wow. She's like, her gowns are nice. <laughs> it's the ultimate shade. Oh, um, that's You did amazing. so well. Wait, I want you, you to do this for me next episode. But you're gonna, you're just going to know all of them. But no, there's stuff I don't know. Like when you're talking about square dancing or whatever. I was like, huh? Okay. <laughs> there's like, like, think of obscure white. I thought of obscure black. You What's did so good. obscure white? Like the different corners of white I don't know about. Yeah. Okay. You'll do great. This, this was, was a great. This was fun. I'm honestly, I feel proud. Okay, um, you did great. 
Thank you so much. <laughs> and that's our show. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to the stuff we mentioned today. And don't forget to send us your questions via email or voice recording to FYI at she's Please make sure to leave us a review on Apple podcasts. It's super important in making sure people find the show. If you leave us a review on Apple podcasts, we'll give you a shout out on the pod next week. She's All Fat is created, produced, and hosted by us, Sophie Carter-Khan and April K. Quio. We are an independent production. If you'd like to support the work we do, you can join our Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash she's all fat pod. When you pledge to be a supporter, you'll get all sorts of goodies and extra content. This week, we're posting more information, resources, and readings about all the things April mentioned in that it's okay, you can ask, just for our Patreon supporters. Our music was composed and produced by Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs. Our website was designed by Jesse Fish, and our logo is by Britt Scott. This episode was mixed and edited by the incredible and patient Maria Wardell. Our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter handles are at She's All Fat Pod. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and wherever else you get your pods. Bye. remember that she was like choking back tears oh yeah she's like i wasn't hot for a whole day she's like it felt so <laughs> people looked past me they even look at my it's tits like, my tits are still big you just look like, at my titties whatever <laughs> how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.